Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Kathy, and I'm here with my friend Rob. Hello. And this is The Cinema, the podcast where my husband Dave and I walk home from the movies. But I'm not with Dave today, I'm with my friend Rob, and we are going to see... Jumanji, the next level. Yes, very exciting. Um, so Rob's not been on the podcast before, but Rob has his own movie podcast called The Movie Robcast. Uh, no, what's it called? It's called The Movie Robcast. Oh, it is called The Movie Robcast. You were right the first time. <laughs> right, I'm really tired. The Movie <laughs> Robcast is a really good podcast. If you're uh, interested in genuinely deep film analysis, unlike what Dave and I do here. And uh, so Rob and I both wanted to see this movie, thought we'd go together. And Rob, uh, were you a fan of the first? I was. And uh, yeah, I have to admit, the first one with the rockin so the 2017 film Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was such a nice surprise because I thought mm, really a remake of the 1995 Robin Williams film Jumanji which was an okay film so I kind of put it off until I I think I rented it from Sky Store and it was like oh this is really good and really charming and exciting and funny I it was so much better than I thought it would be. Yeah, same. We didn't go and see it in the cinema, did the exact same thing, caught it at home, went, oh, this is way better than it should be. Similarly enough to another Jack Black movie, when we did the same thing with Goosebumps and went, oh, this is better than it should be. I've not seen Goosebumps. Should I check it out? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Okay. Like, they're just like perfect movies for like that age, you know, early teen, fun family movies. So yeah, I'm excited to see this one. Uh, I'm presuming it won't be as good as the first one, but that's maybe just me being negative. Maybe it's better. What do you reckon? I'm hopeful. I mean, I think, yeah, the thing with sequels, particularly a sequel to a very, very successful film, you know, it's like, well, we'll see if they've got anything new to tell. But um, I am hopeful because they've got the original cast back and there's um, a few additional people in it, I think. So um, it will be good to see what they've done. Yeah, a great cast um, and a great person to go see with. So we're just heading in now and we will be back soon. Bye. Welcome to Jumanji. This next adventure is even more challenging. And remember, the future of Jumanji is in your hands. I have one important question. Who is Jumanji? Is that Barbara's boy? We're gonna die. We did die. Are we in hell? I knew it. Oh, my God. This is a whole new thing. Let me know. You've got to have eyes in the back of your head. What in the Sam Hill? We are out of Jumanji, next level. We are in St. James's Park, so you're going to hear lots of ducks. Rob, what did you think of the movie? Well, I was very, very happy that it was 
yeah, it was as good as I wanted it to be. It was because I really liked the first one, and after I think initially shonky 50 um first 15 minutes after that i thought right they're in the film it's enjoyable and we're kind of doing the same as we did before but i will happily watch this again yeah i felt like had you seen a trailer for this yeah but it was a while back oh i hadn't so i was like oh danny devito's in this Ooh. Uh, so i was quite pleased just at the things that were happening at the start which maybe made me enjoy this beginning a bit more but um yeah i enjoyed it too though i was struggling to remember the first one and, and parts of me kept thinking wait what happened in the first one again um, but you don't need to have seen it I think but I, I think if you haven't seen the first one it's not it, you can follow this but I think the first one's better so watch the first one if you haven't seen it um, but yeah I enjoyed it I really did and I got loads of laughs and I cried twice so lots of emotion but I just mm, uh, it didn't work for me quite as well as the first one I felt like it was a little bit forced yeah I think the thing here is that the first one so Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle the 2017 film was a film that single-handedly rescued Sony pictures uh, from bankruptcy really because they'd had a um, a string of flops and it was like they just can't make a hit movie anymore and then suddenly this Jumanji reboot came out and it got the rock in it and then it does a billion and it's a billion dollars yeah the film that saved Sony pictures so there was always going to be a sequel, but then it's clear that Sony said, yeah, can you just do the thing that you did before? Because if it's not broke, then please don't try and fix this because we want another billion, I think it was their thinking. Because it was essentially a remake. It was, and it was... Uh, I'm afraid of getting into spoilers, so I'm not going to talk too much about what was different. But some of the stuff that was different didn't actually really work for me, but I appreciate that they were trying to change things up a bit because it would have just been really tedious to do the exact same thing. Um, they certainly changed the setting of the game, which was quite cool. So it's a completely new game story, which, I mean, they would have had to do or it would have been so tedious. Yeah. Yeah, and there were new levels, and there was, like, a desert level, and you see a snow level. This is in the trailer. Um, and there was... Yeah, there were some nice twists, and there was a there was an actor in there that I didn't know was in there and I was really really happy when they popped up so and they'll be on IMDB but I'm not going to spoil it until we get to spoilers because I was really happy when this actor popped up ooh okay so not on the trailer then not that I can remember no oh okay well then we'll wait because I don't know which actor you're talking about uh-huh. and um, yeah I really enjoyed it too I like I really enjoyed it I just think for what it is it's totally fun like bring your teenagers or go yourself have a bit of a laugh Danny DeVito was like the standout the scenes he was in for me well that was the great thing I thought and this is again in the trailer so it's all fine but um, yeah you've got the two Dannys so you've got Danny DeVito and Danny Glover and the idea of them being played by The Rock for Danny DeVito and, um, and Kevin Hart for Danny Glover is just quite funny but, but the comedy mileage they get out of that in the film I was really surprised by because I laughed a lot I laughed more than at most straight comedies yeah, same just, yeah. like more than we should have okay that's the bit I didn't know if that was in the trailer because I didn't know that I didn't know the two old men were going to go into the game so yeah if that's in the trailer great we can talk about it I really enjoyed that but then I felt like it actually reduced The Rock's performance because I don't think The Rock did a very good impression of Danny DeVito and I kept getting distracted by whatever it is The Rock's gurning where he was trying to be Danny DeVito uh, yeah, you know when, I mean? yeah it didn't well, it was, I know what you mean, but I did think that there were some moments when The Rock kind of pulls a Dan DeVito face where he looks annoyed and confused at the same time. 
and because it's the rock who is just a perfect specimen it did make me laugh um i think that kevin hart was better as danny glover yeah agree just with that very slow deliberate delivery that and he just had some wonderful lines because the whole thing is that they're confused about what's going on and they don't know that it's a game and they keep having to be told you're in a game yeah because in the first one it is a group of teenagers so they can pick this up quite quickly so that was fun so yeah no there was definitely fun elements totally enjoyed it just not like like i don't know that i'd go and see a third one I would go and see a third one, and, um, yeah, I would go and see it, just because, well, I really like the actors in it, so it is one of those where I was thinking, in one level, this is quite lazy that you've basically done the same thing again, but there's enough kind of freshness in here, and it's funny, and also, I just like watching these actors do this thing, so... Yeah, when Danny Glover showed up, I was really happy, because I didn't know he was in it. Um, So, okay, we're going to go to Spoiler Street now in this movie. But just one more thing. Oh? Um, so we saw it at the Odeon Letter Square and you are currently pregnant well, yeah. there was one point where the Jumanji jump, um, drums came on and the rumbling was so intense that I think a filling dropped out in my mouth <laughs> and I thought is this going to induce labour because I can't believe how much this room is rocking right it now was, honestly the baby went crazy the last time I experienced a baby doing that in my womb was when I went to see Dunkirk and I was pregnant with Oscar right. that's the last time I felt that level of fetal activity so yes the baby went absolutely mad during those bits and like was like dancing around my stomach <laughs> at one point I nearly grabbed your hand to put it on my stomach and I went no that'd be really weird I'm not going to do that but oh, I was like you cool. need to see what's happening here because <laughs> we had been looking at it um, in a different screen and it had been playing in like 4D or whatever and we're like, there's no way. Oh, 4DX, yeah. The, but it oh. felt like that. <laughs> yeah, it did. It really did. It was just such a baseline that was like, my God, this is this is rumbly. What's it doing to Kathy and her baby? <laughs> this poor child. But now Oscar's hearing was totally fine when he was born, which is what I had <laughs> genuine concerns after Dunkirk. Now we're on Sporty Street in this lovely park so we can talk freely. Um, if you haven't seen The Rock, next level... And you don't want to be spoiled. Jumanji that level. Oh God, the <laughs> Jumanji! But yeah, I would. That would I would watch the rock. I would level. happily okay. watch the rock the next I level. I would say this is the rock down the level. If I'm being honest, now True. we're on Spoiler Street. Um, oh my God, the e- the very end when they did that crappy post credit scene where Jumanji came into our world. I just went no. Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking. Okay, so they're clearly going to make quite a lot of money from this one as well, I think. And I think it's opened at 60 million in the States, which is double what the original one opened at. So it is going to be a hit. Um, And I think it'll be the film that you go and see with your family if you can't get into Star Wars. So, but I was thinking, so they clearly are going to make another one because this is going to make some money. But how are you going to do this again? Because you've done the same thing again. And then at the very end when, yes, you see the ostriches and they're in the real world. So... So Jumanji's going to come into the real world, which... I don't mind that as an idea, but I just think they shouldn't have done it in this movie because, so what, the next movie's going to take place immediately after this one. Doesn't It didn't feel very interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have seen that new... Like, I enjoyed in this movie that we were, like, a year later with the characters, things were a bit different. Absolutely. It did seem a bit like a slightly desperate move by a studio who wanted to say, yeah, that was really good, wasn't it? And you can still be um, you can still be excited by this franchise because there's another one coming, and we're going to give you a bit of it now. So please, please come and watch the next one. Yeah, they basically wanted to say like Jumanji will return again, which is actually all they needed to do. That would have been better if they had just put up a card at the end, yeah, written in the in the Jumanji font saying Jumanji will return. 
I would have been more excited for yeah. that. But said, yeah, that, yeah, it's a really good point. And there's a couple of things that bothered me about the first movie that did I'd forgotten and remi- I was reminded as I watched this one. Kind of primarily that, like I get it's like a trope, right? It's a video game and there's like a scantily clad woman in it. But it annoys me that the movie does it. Like I don't know why that actress has to be basically half naked for most of the movie. Is that Karen Gillan? Yeah, it just annoys me. I'm like, this. I get that it's a trope of like, oh, Lara Croft might have dressed like this in the original games. But that doesn't actually matter. And I just found it highly annoying to watch a movie where there's a woman walking around half naked for, for zero reason. Well, that's an interesting point because Lara Croft, as played by Alicia Vikander, was more clothed in the Tomb Raider reboot than Karen Gillan is here yeah. as Ruby Roundhouse, whatever her name is. Um, I was pleased they gave her some clothes to wear at the end when they go to the ice fortress because it's like, if she's still wearing those hot pants and it's really snowy, that's going to be a bit kind of pervy. Well, well it's just they, pervy they anyway, up, though. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. indeed. It's like and a, it's just unnecessary and... and- as an actress, I, I as an actress like for her, I felt like she must feel really uncomfortable. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. It was just a bit gross. And again, she's like, I, I know her in the rocker avatars, but she, her in the rocker, I love interests, and like that's gross too. Like she's half his age, and it's funny because Dave and I watched him. What did we watch recently with the Rock was in? Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. And uh, <laughs> yes. I was saying, which she really enjoyed, but yeah, I was indeed. saying like the, the Rock's always so weirdly asexual, right? Never even as a kissing scene, but they have a kissing scene in this one. And I was like, ew, did you see that kiss? I did, but the thing there, and this, I don't know if this is going to reflect badly on me, but what I liked about that was that it was The Rock and Karen Gillan acting like they were two teens who were very awkward in real life, so their kisses were really kind of awkward and their lips were too too pushed forwards. Oh, maybe that's, maybe yeah, maybe they were acting better than I thought. I just thought, oh, The Rock can't kiss. That's why we've never seen think, it before. Oh, I think it was one of those things more that he was, he was kissing like an awkward teen rather than The Rock can't kiss. Um, but, but I know what you mean about The Rock. He is one of those things he's just so perfect that it's like no one could possibly be with him intimately because because he's just so perfect because he's like <laughs> asexual right? yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yeah he's like kind of he's just well I'm not entirely sure I'm the same species as the rock to be honest he's he just... doesn't look human and what did you think about I was like because I haven't read anything about this movie so I'm going to be really interested to read up on this now so in the first movie don't ask me any of the teenagers names but the black teenager jumps into Kevin Hart's body so he's still black in this movie, the black teenager jumps into Jack Black's body, yeah, um, and then briefly into Karen Gillan's body, um, and then they almost put on like kind of an accent, and I, I just felt like that was really weird, like they were trying to put on like, I, I don't know, do you know what I mean? And then, I, but then The Rock doesn't put on an accent when he's playing the teenage boy. Yeah, that's interesting. I, th- I thought that was. Because I did think that, and with Jack Black, I, I thought you are treading a very, very fine line here. And, and ultimately, um, I have to be honest, I didn't really have an issue with it because I thought you're doing the character and the way the character speaks more than an impersonation of a black character. Um, and Karen Gillan was just basically doing a jock, wasn't she, when she um, when he becomes her? Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, is this problematic? I'd be really interested to read um, someone yeah. who, or like someone who's not white like us um, yeah, to see what they have to say about it so I found that odd and I, I didn't again I actually I didn't enjoy um, Jack Black's performance until he went back to being the teenage girl I think he's brilliant to that and I didn't enjoy The Rock's performance until he went back to being the teenage boy um, where Aquafina is that who you were talking about that wasn't it was. I was so happy when yeah. Aquafina popped up it was like I 
really like watching you perform and I thought she was great at the beginning when she's basically the Spencer character so she's doing the really awkward teen and then she becomes a Dane DeVito character and, and it's she was like, way better than there are you've got this down pat I yeah. mean yeah she's, I, think, I think she's five foot one anyway so she's only a couple of inches taller than Dane DeVito but just the way that she hunched herself over and pushed out her jaw and it was like you really do a good Dane DeVito and she was really good and she showed the rock up and, and it was funny because they all felt wrong in the bodies they were in and, and the characters themselves felt wrong. So when they all switched back, it was like a nice relief, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was one of those things that for the final act, they thought, OK, we clearly need to you know, deliver an action spectacle that's very funny and we need to have a little bit of the familiar, even though it is kind of like a bit, remake. which was Jack Black being that teenage girl, I thought, in the last one. Yes, I, I did really enjoyed chuckling that. at that thing. Yeah, as soon as he... I was like, oh, this... I just felt really uncomfortable with his representation of the other guy and I also felt like it wasn't very good like very interesting to watch so I find this one much more interesting but I have to admit I did like the bit when um, when they're out in the desert and Jack Black gets all of his weaknesses up and it's endurance and heat and sand and sun and then he just says man it's hot out here and he says it in such an annoyed way that I thought yeah this, that, is, that is good that yeah, is and funny. it's still a good setup. like I think fundamentally like, I admire the setup. I think they've done a really good job and they've like so many good like other actors in it like the guy who's the hound from Game of Thrones yes that was great um, and Murray from McCann. Flight of the Concords oh like, who was they, that? Murray from Flight of the Concords you know the, he like is when they first come in he like flies the plane and introduces oh, them oh okay to right that's him is it okay um, and he's in like what they did in the shadows Oh, the right. New Zealand actor so like they've really good like little bit part actors as well I really enjoyed all of that so like I'm really pleased we went to see it and I was really happy at the end when I don't know if you ever watched Frasier but Lilith Frasier's wife played by Bev Newworth <laughs> I was like who is she it was really annoying <laughs> it was me. like oh wow it's Lilith it's forever Lilith but uh, yeah so that was really nice and there were some really good cameos in there um, it, I know what you mean about The Rock but the thing is so 20 years ago when I first started working at Sky one of my first jobs was to watch the wrestling to make sure that it was okay to go out on Sky One on a Saturday morning. And it was just at the time that The Rock was becoming a superstar. It's like, who is this showman? This amazing person who's so funny, but he's such a great athlete. And he's just got oodles of magnetism and a 20-year man crush was born, which means I will watch anything he's in. And I do give him a pass. I know that because it's like, you're right, he wasn't as good in this one as he was in the first one but there is something about just watching him do that smouldering intensity yeah that's brilliant and (laughs) I loved when Danny DeVito brought that back to the real world at the end yes that was great and so the bits I cried at were um when Danny DeVito and his friends said goodbye to each other I thought that that you might it was and I wasn't expecting there to be any deep emotion to this film and we're in spoiler street so it's fine so um yeah so milo who's the danny glover character um has a terminal illness and of course he's in a place where he'll never age so he stays and it's like and yeah i thought oh oh okay so as soon as they said he had a terminal illness i was like he's staying yeah even when it happened it was lovely and then there was another bit i cried at but i can't remember now um somewhere towards the end i was crying again and like we laughed loads didn't we i chuckled the whole way through it was one of those where it was even if it wasn't a particularly funny joke it was just i think the exuberance of watching the um watching the actors just be 
together on these mad adventures. And the action set pieces, I thought, were a good mix of action they were really good. and comedy. And they looked amazing. Like, that scene where they were jumping across bridges with monkeys was awesome. So good. That's one of the action scenes of the year. And I'd read a review... Well, I skimmed a review, sorry. I don't want to have any spoilers. And one of them said that the effects were shonky. And it really damage the action scenes no, and I, I did, did not agree with that at all I mean I thought that the ostrich thing was good yeah when they were being chased by the ostriches across the desert and yeah but that scene on the bridge with the monk um, with the mandrels whatever yeah, they're called was it was really exciting and really well thought through in terms of it being lots of moving bridges so uh, there was lots of Suspense, but then you get the comedy because one of them's very good at geometry, the Jack Black character. I did enjoy that that they'd new powers this time. And then yes. they're like, wait, why do we have new powers? And he's like, ah, geometry. That's right. And then you had Kevin Hart playing the Danny Glover character who was a very, very slow delivery zoologist who was giving all these facts about mandrels as they were being chased by them and about to be ripped apart. And it yeah, that was, was like... really good. Like, there was definitely <laughs> some lovely stuff. Oh, and, and when Danny DeVito says something like, you're killing me because you speak so slowly, which is what, like, you know, I always thought you would do or something. It's quite funny. Like, that's just, right, yeah, yes. it was good. And there was another, there was one line, because when they come back to life after they lose a life and you hear that bell chime before they fall from the sky, and one moment a bell chimes and Kevin Hart, as the Danny Glover character, says, oh, that's my life bell. I need to take one of my pills. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I like the stuff of them being old. It was sweet. Um, okay, I think we've run out of stuff to say about this movie, to be honest. But um, Yeah, I think you might be right. I th- I'm just really enjoying this. I just yeah. want to carry on. <laughs> um, but Rob, tell our listeners where they can find your podcast. So you can find me at the movie Robcast, so-called because it's me and another guy and we're both called Rob. It's that deep <laughs> and uh, yes if you want to check us out I think we're on iTunes and we're on SoundCloud and Stitcher and lots of other ones we're not on Spotify so you'll have to do a bit of digging but anyway it's on Apple so that's all good <laughs> for all the good listeners are now I'm joking to the 50% non-Apple <laughs> listeners it is about 50% Apple 50% the rest I think and um, thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me it's been really good fun um, if you enjoyed this head over to iTunes leave us a review that would be awesome and thanks for listening bye see you what the hell is this it's your strengths and weaknesses smoldering intensity it's a stupid face you make huh what's going on you having a heart attack breathe Breathe! His whole left side is shutting down. Eddie! All in the wonderful